All right, here we go with the news for October 27th, 2020. Not too much going on. We got winter coming. Uh, we had some flurries today here in Wisconsin. I'm leaving out tonight for Denver. I've been getting news reports on the, uh, you know, the text alerts that Wyoming puts out that I-80 was shut down on and off all night long last night on the uh, 26th, 25th, 26th. My suggestion is if you're going to go across Wyoming on a regular basis, go to the Wyoming Department of Transportation website, look for their weather alerts, and then sign up for the weather alerts for the roads you're going to be on. Mostly it's going to be for I-25 and I-80 for most people. Now, they'll send you a text message when, you know, something's going on. But my suggestion, I highly recommend this, only sign up for road closures. Filter it down to road closures only. And also, and this is very important, you know, because if you don't, they're going to send you thousands of messages through the day. So road closures only, all right? That's what I got it down to. And even then you'll get, you know, I don't know, 10, 15 a day, whenever something changes. But, you know, a typical uh, text message from them will be, uh, I-80 shut down between Laramie and Cooper Cove Road. Uh, expected delay 10 to 15 hours. Uh, winter conditions. Or it'll say crash, or it'll say, uh, you know, unforeseen uh opening which basically means it's really messed up and it's going to take a while so anyway just go to the wyoming department of transportation sign up for their text messaging alerts and like i said filter it only put like the 25 and the 80 the only the roads you're going to be on and then road closures only because like i said if you don't you will literally get thousands of messages and they will come in so fast that you will have a hard time getting in there to turn it off at least that's what happened to me that was a nightmare all right so other than that not too much going on <sighs> everything's fine my co-driver's clear you know the the it was declared that the you know we had that accident and the guy who hit us was drunk in the middle of the day what the hell so he was intoxicated the police did charge him and so my guy's completely clear rob's completely clear and i'm pretty happy about that because he's a good driver he's a young driver too but even though you know you didn't do anything wrong, it's still a little unnerving having some pickup truck slam into the side of you going down the road for no reason on a beautiful day. It's just, it's enough to take your breath away. So that being said, let's get on with the show, which means it's time for Jeremiah Craig's intro and then Lulu from Lulu Island. And, you know, if you guys like Jeremiah's music, I think it, you know, I put the show notes, a link to his show notes. You can go listen to his stuff. You can go to Spotify, just type in Jeremiah Craig. Let's get some really good stuff, and it's a lot of fun to listen to. So, anyway, that's all I got. Let's so let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation, checking cities off his list, sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind. 
on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right, on the 19th of October, they had some pretty heavy snow over in Iowa on the 35. So, you know, it's getting there, moved up through Des Moines. I personally didn't see it. I drove out that day and I was driving through Des Moines. And I got there after it all fallen, and they had the road cleaned up really nice. But let, the reason why I'm talking about this now, and you know, even this is almost a week ago this happened, and by the time you hear it, who knows when you'll hear this thing. But anyway, what Iowa does, which is very unusual, Iowa puts up a snow emergency when it gets like that. And when they have a snow emergency, it means vehicles can't be towed off the interstate, okay? Now, the big thing about that is that they'll just shove them off into the center medium. And then when the snow emergency is lifted... Then they'll clean up the highway. Then they'll come through. Then they'll tow all the vehicles out of the center medium. So if you're going through, you got to be really careful because there's going to be a lot of vehicles in the center medium. If it's really bad, you can literally walk across the center medium all the way across the state and never touch the ground because you're walking across the top of cars. It could literally hundreds, if not thousands of cars can be in the middle of me in the medium in the ditch. It's an unusual way of doing things, but that being said, the first snow of the year is always the worst. First couple of snows. And then at the end of the year, people are used to driving again, and it's not a big deal. And I was kind of flat with a few little hills here and there on the 80. This was mostly on the 35 that got hit. I don't go up the 35 too much, but it's, you know, it's not too hilly. So that being said, if you're going across Iowa, you see a lot of vehicles in the ditch, you know, or it's icy out because it's more icy there than snowy. Just be careful. You know, there's going to be people maybe stranding their vehicles in a center medium. Uh, there's going to be a lot of things. So you just got to be really be careful. And because it's flat, relatively flat, people will tend to go a little faster than they should. And then when they lose control, they hit these vehicles in the center. And it's just a nightmare. So my suggestion is go about 10 miles an hour slower than what you think is safe. That's generally the way to do it. Now, generally, you're not going to put chains on in Iowa unless you're stuck and you need to put them on so you can get going. That's not something you're going to do in Iowa too much because there isn't any hills. You know, there's no mountains. I guess there's tiny hills, but there's no mountains. So maybe you're stuck at a fuel island or something. So you might throw some chains or throw a chain around the tire or something like that just to get the thing going. But other than that, you're not really going to, you know, you're not going to chain up too much. At least I've never chained up in Iowa in 25, 26 years. So keep that in mind. So anyway, that's what's going on. Uh, just be careful. All right, it's winter. It's that time of year. Check your chains. All right, get over for vehicles, especially when it's snowing out. Because you don't know what's going on. And you could slip anytime and not know it. All right, let's get moving on. Well, this is a bizarre story. Earlier in the week... This is October 19th. I'm a little behind here. Uh, Maryland police say that a man was hospitalized after causing a major traffic disturbance on a busy interstate. The incident occurred on October 16th on I-95 in Hartford County, Maryland. Apparently, I-95, this guy pulled over, in the, or didn't pull over. He stopped in the middle of I-95, and he started dancing behind his truck or his car, his SUV, whatever the hell that thing is. And you can look up, you know, man dancing in rush hour traffic on I-95 if you want to go look it up on Google. Anyway... It's freaking hilarious. Hey, you know, then the cops come, they take him away. So obviously, I don't know, maybe he's on drugs or something. Who knows? Uh, I suggest uh, don't dance on the interstate. No good will come from it. All right, let's get moving on. Well, you know, this is something you shouldn't do. You know, there's certain things you can, you know, drug paraphernalia, you know, bongs, water pipes, things like that. Some are 
Yeah, you can buy them in your state, but there are certain states you can't do it. I think Pennsylvania's one, maybe New York is. Anyway, earlier this month, officers with U.S. Customs and Border Protection say that they discovered a large amount of drug paraphernalia at a New York border crossing. It's just water bongs, never been used. The incident occurred on October 4th at the Alexandria Bay Port of Entry in Alexandria Bay, New York, when the interest of officers was piqued by a CMZ commercial motor vehicle with a load manifested a smoking glass ball water pipe. <laughs> smoking glass ball water pipe. Yeah, so that'll get your attention. After a non-intrusive imaging inspection, uh, officers took a closer look at the load and found, and found well, they discovered eight pallets of glass smoking pipes and an unlawful importation of drug paraphernalia. The investigation also discovered that the shipment's country of origin contained markings, errors, and accuracies. Well, you know, if you're going to do stuff like that, make sure your paperwork's right, I guess. Uh, the specialist, here, the cops were in the look at it, examined the 2,414 glass pipes found on the truck and determined that all of them were drug paraphernalia. The shipment of $156,000 worth of glass pipes and bongs was seized for uh, import violations. So don't, don't, uh, be careful. <laughs> Check the state laws before you do stuff like that. Just because there's never been any drugs inside the thing doesn't mean it isn't drug paraphernalia. Just keep an eye on stuff like that. All right, let's get moving on. All right, this one's absolutely horrendous, right? Just when you, I mean, just horrendous. All right, more than a dozen horses were killed or euthanized following a Sunday night crash in Missouri. The crash occurred around 8.15 p.m. on Sunday, October 19th in Franklin County, Missouri. Police said that a truck hauling a trailer loaded with 29 horses crashed into the medium of the westbound lanes of I-44, mile marker 251, coming to rest on its side. Hmm, I wonder how he did that. There's really not that much there. Anyway, the uh, the truck driver wasn't seriously injured. Of the 29 horses in the trailer, 13 died at the scene or were, the, were euthanized. The surviving horses were transported to Humane Society's Long Middle Ranch. Wow, this is just unbelievable. Apparently, the horses were very confused or, uh, you know, scared, and rightfully so. And, you know, it looks like this truck turned over and it said, I just can't, you know, I don't know what happened. Maybe the guy fell asleep. Who knows? Just... Or maybe the load shifted, the horses shifted. Maybe it took the trailer with it. I don't know. All I know is that just just a horrific scene. Just horrific. All right, here's some good news. Wyoming's going to add some new parking spaces. It's going to take a while. It's a $20 million project that's not going to be completed until October 2020. Or, let me try that again, 2022. If weather conditions are poor and IED is closed, the new truck parking will provide additional option for truck drivers to park safely while they wait for conditions to improve. The project will add almost 100 new truck parking spaces for the Fort Steel Rest area, about seven miles east of Sinclair, on IED at mile marker uh, 228, and at the Queeley Dome truck parking area 20 miles west of Laramie, IED at mile marker 290. Uh, Queeley Dome to the top of, uh, oh shit, what is it? Um, Happy Jack Road, right in that area, it can get really touchy. That's where it closes the most, right? You know, right in that area. So it's good that they're going to be adding parking spaces there. The Fort Steele rest area is one of 10 rest areas closed statewide in June as part of an effort to cut costs. The rest area will remain closed until the project is completed, at which time it will reopen for public use. Truckers are asked to avoid parking on the on and off ramps of the interstate as it will slow construction. Well, you may not have a choice during the winter, but what are you going to do? Wyoming is also work adding climbing lanes to semi-truck parking lanes to a two-mile stretch of 80 eastbound over Halleck Ridge 
about eight miles west of Elk Mountain, between mile markers 250 and 252, and about two miles of IED westbound between Cooper Cove and Queeley Dome near the Albany County line. That's that's a good one. They could use that there. Climbing lanes help with traffic flow and also help prevent secondary crash crashes. All right, so that's good. Wyoming's uh, improving the road since they have a tendency to shut down there quite a bit. So that's good. All right, good for you, Wyoming. Nice to see the state doing something. And uh, it can, you know, you go through Wyoming. You know, have extra water, have some food. You might get stuck. You know, you never know. Just be safe. Well, if you're going to cross a bridge, make sure you, you know, you're legal for it. An insurance company has agreed to pay out hundreds of thousands of dollars following the collapse of an historic bridge in North Dakota last year. An insurance company representing the Larimer North Dakota-based trucking company has agreed to pay out $460,000 after the collapse of a 114-year-old bridge, according to reports from the Grand Forks, Grand Forks Herald. Looks like the truck made it across, but the trailer didn't, and the trailer, the you know, the bridge collapsed. It was just a like a platform kind of bridge. I don't even know why this guy thought he could get across it. Anyway, the bridge collapse occurred on July 22, 2019 in Northwood, North Dakota. The Grand Forks County Sheriff's Department described the incident as the bridge was rated for 14 gross weight with restrictions marked. It was built in 1906 and listed in the National Register of Historic Places. Yeah, and the driver had a 43 ton or 86,750 pounds. An overload, an overload citation of 11,400 was issued. Wow. The driver was uninjured due to the bridge being out. Third uh, Avenue, North Nebraska, uh, Northeast is closed between 36 Northeast and 37th Street Northeast. The estimated replacement cost of the bridge is between 800000 to a million dollars. The Grand Forks County Sheriff's Office was assisted by this. Is, I mean, what an idiot. You know, taking a 43,000 ton load over a 14,000 ton bridge. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it, drivers. Just don't do it. All right, let's get moving on. All right, here's something to watch out for. Orlando News. This is over in Orlando, right? Uh, a photo of a Mart Florida Highway Patrol big rig has been making arounds and raising questions on social media. So basically what it comes down to is if you go down to Florida, uh, they're using semi-trucks. It's just, it looks like it's just a bobtail. And uh, it's not, uh, you know, it's got the light bar on top and all of it. So if you're down in Florida, don't be surprised if you get pulled over by a big rig. That's uh, you know, run by the cops. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's goofy. But, you know, hey, who's gonna look at the big truck twice, right? So just be careful. All right, this is a big one. We all remember that truck driver who was, you know, up in Minnesota, you know, on the thirty five West. You know, it was back in May. So it was a while ago, but we all remember that that tanker. You know, the people swarming the tanker as he raced up on him. Keep in mind, the the road was closed after he got by the barriers. The barriers weren't up yet. They put the barriers up after he drove by. He's just trying to get out of the area. I mean, he was driving forward a little too fast. You know, he didn't want to get stuck in. I don't know. I can't judge. Who wouldn't have gone that fast? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have stopped either, but I wouldn't have gone so fast that, you know, I would have run these people down like that. I mean, it was nobody got hit, of course. And uh, it was crazy. But the protesters swarmed his truck. They pulled him out of the truck, and then they beat him. So apparently he, uh, he had a reason to leave, I guess, because they thought he was going to leave. Anyway, the highway was scheduled to be barricaded and closed off to traffic. However, it wasn't, allowing multiple vehicles to enter the roadway, putting protesters in danger. 
No, the protesters put themselves in danger by being on the interstate. All right, that's what happened. So they released this guy, the driver, you know, and, you know, they released him from custody soon after the incident. However, authorities said they were still investigating the incident and then said possible charges may still be brought against him. So apparently what they're going to do is uh, they've charged him with threats of violence, a felony, and a criminal vehicular operation, and gross misdemeanor. Now, keep in mind, this guy's a tanker, okay? Now, I don't know what he had in the truck, but they climbed on his truck and were, like, beating on his truck. And it's like, you know, I th I'm pretty sure he was empty because of this, how fast he stopped. You know, it didn't surge or anything, but surges when it, the fluid goes flying forward and pushes the truck after you've come to a stop. Now, I don't think, you know, an empty tanker is more dangerous than a full one because of the fumes. So, I don't know. I just, no good will come of this. You know, here's what I say. Don't protest on the interstate. Go to the police station. Go to the city hall. You know, go to a public park. Go to places like that. You know, I don't, I don't think protesting on the interstate, you know, no good will come from this. Okay? And, uh, you know, that's all I got. All right. Let's get moving on. All right. If you're in Georgia... Watch out for, uh, well, don't tailgate. It's the best way to say it. The Georgia Department of Public Safety said in a Facebook post that they've used laser technology to nab a tailgating driver. So apparently this is going to be going on. They're using the LIDAR. And if you're tailgating, you're going to get a ticket. So don't ticket. Actually, you know what? Don't ticket anywhere, not just Georgia, or tailgate anywhere. Just stupid. Don't tailgate. All right? Let's get moving on. Well, if you're a fan of Rand McNally, and I am other maps, uh, the the GPS I really don't care for. It's a little too cluttered for me. The Tello Capital has uh, completed acquisition of the 164-year-old company. So hopefully their maps will stay up to up to speed with what they've always been. I think their maps are fantastic. I just I don't know. I just don't care for their GPS. But uh, the you know the spiral bound maps are just flawless. I have one in my truck. I know where I'm going. I just keep them for emergencies. You never know when you're going to be able to look at a map. GPSs are great, but you know, being able to look at a map and get an overview of where you're at is just priceless. So I keep one on the dash. I get a new one every five or six years. Yeah, and I get the spiral bound one because the paper ones tend to fall apart. You know, you buy the cheap ones. But uh, Tello, it's a T-E-L-E-O. Uh, just bought them out, and it doesn't say for how much, though. So anyway, hopefully things will get better or at least not change for them. All right. And last, last but not least, it looks like Seth MacFarlane's going to start a new Smoking the Bandit, Bandit television series. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane from Family Guy and all that kind of stuff. He's going to be doing a Smoking the Bandit television series. I don't know how that's going to work out. It doesn't say when it's going to get released. Should be pretty interesting. Um, Oh, I did an home. That was terrible. I don't think I did too many tonight, so that's horrible. Anyway, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I can't imagine uh, more Diablo sandwiches and Dr. Peppers, I guess, for everybody. And and uh, more uh, some bitches. And uh, when I get home, I'm going to suck your mama nah, in the face. Stuff like that. You know? <laughs> I just don't see how you could, how you could ever get anybody to you know, play Jackie Gleason. You know, that type of character as well as he did. I mean, it was just so perfect, you know, and, and uh, you know, it's just so over the top. I just, and I don't know, I just can't see it being any better. And who could ever replace Burt Reynolds? Just nobody, nobody. Or, or, uh, 
uh, Jerry Reed, you know, or uh, for that matter, uh, Sally Field, you know, who's just perfect for the for that part. It was like her first role where she played the naughty girl, and uh, she did quite well. So, anyway, that's all we got. It's not too much today. Twenty, we're gonna cut out at twenty-one minutes, twenty-one and a half, I guess. Anyway, I hope everybody's having a great day. Stay out of trouble, and uh, Kingfish out. <laughs>